Welcome back, episode eight of the Axios Wellness Podcast. This is Ed and Brittany. We're the coaches and owners of Axios Wellness. And it is crazy to think this is our eighth and final episode of this season. That's insane. Especially when we think about all the things we've talked about. The kind of central theme of... I don't know if you know this. We covered a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. A lot. The central theme of this season has been kind of what it's our coaching paradigm, this idea of come and meet yourself, which is the goal for all of our clients here at Axios. And we've covered things like consistency, how to set goals. We had one episode podcast that we called Throw Away Your Scale, mm-hmm. which all about, metrics, all of about metrics of success and how important it is to really understand why and what you're measuring yep. as you work towards your goals. So we hope that These eight episodes have been a mixture of inspirational and educational for you as you've gone on this journey with us. Yeah, so we're ending the season today with a Q&A episode, a little Ask Us Anything. We collected questions from you guys over the last week, and we're just so excited to get into it. So you guys wouldn't know, but well, first of all, because we sound so smart and we are smart. We are very smart people. Yeah, we're, we're pretty intelligent. But we most, have, most of the time. We have a confession to make. <laughs> the reason we sound as smart as we do on these podcasts is because our good friend, and I guess we can call her podcast producer. Yeah, I think that's her official title. Molly sure. is here when we record all of these. <laughs> and so part of the reason we sound so smart is because we've re-recorded some of these <laughs> two or three times. <laughs> because what we were saying, sp- more specifically what I was saying. Yes. Didn't make sense. Everything I say is smart. Yes, you're smart. I was the common problem on the ones that we had to re-record. Yeah, for sure. So Molly is going to be here uh, today, and she's going to be asking the questions. And we really wanted this to be organic. So we, we, we know the questions. We got them ordered a little bit, kind of acquainted ourselves with them. But really, as we're talking these out, it's we're going to be hashing this out as an answer to your guys' questions, kind of live as we work through this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Okay, Hi, so Molly, going, take us away. Yes, we're going into the holidays. And it's been two years of of a interesting time for everyone on the planet. Oh, Isn't that interesting? Yes. Everyone yes. on the planet. All right, so let's I don't want to hear the word pivot one oh more time. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about what gives you life right now. So we're going to start out with just some fun questions to have your all of your listeners kind of you know get into the lives of you guys. Like right now, what is your favorite dessert? Oh, my gosh. So we have, we love cooking mm-hmm. and part of like, as that grown is, is we now just test recipes. Like you'll find something and we'll say, we need to invite someone over and we're going to test it. So or, I cannot, or I'll find like a recipe that I would have loved to make before and like modify it to be like grain free and dairy free and refined sugar free. But so I have a top three cause I can't do a top one. You made a carrot cake for my dad's birthday. Oh. That was top notch. Yeah, that didn't even come to my mind, but that's a good one. And then recently, so and then I have an honorable mention, so I have four. Recently, <laughs> recently. Oh my gosh! And you wonder why we have to do yeah. these five times. Yeah. Recent, recently, you are the I, I am the problem. All right, so I'll be fast. You made this pecan pie bar thing the other day that was incredible. They were called maple chocolate pecan bars. Yeah, and then you have this apple pie bar 
that we have in our oh fridge right gosh, now. Yeah, those are. That's not lasting I, the day. I can go ahead and vouch for that because I just <laughs> had something that's yeah. really good. And then just a staple in our house when people come over is your skillet cookie, the pizuki. Yeah. Oh my god! That is just so we leave it gooey on the inside. You put ice it's cream. It's basically on top. a chocolate. Well, if you've been to like the Rock, that's like something they're famous for. Yeah. Is their skillet cookies. It's like a giant chocolate chips cookie, but it's like gooey, mm-hmm. and then you put ice cream on top. It's just stupid. All right, what are yours? Oh, this is hard. I, I don't I don't think okay one that's giving me life right now though I have to say those maple chocolate pecan bars those were incredible. they were unreal and that was fun because I I just modified it from you know a normal recipe and then I just feel like a standby are my chocolate chip blondies oh yeah like those are just they're always good they're so easy to make they're so shareable mm, I'm here I'm here for it and man. then I mean favorite dessert that I don't make. Frankie and Joe's, hands down. Oh, yeah. Well, we're probably going to get Frankie and Joe's tomorrow. I mean, if we can't have Frankie and Joe's once a month, then something's wrong. Yeah. We'd have it shipped. Is yeah. that a national chain or is that just a North? It's just oh, no, in it's Seattle. It's just in Seattle. Yeah. You have to If you don't know what here. Frankie and Joe's is, they make literally, hands down, the best plant, plant-based plant ice cream, which means dairy-free, that you'll ever have. They make these homemade waffle cones that are gluten-free. It's like an allergen-friendly dream. Yeah, it's incredible. But it's better than normal ice cream, in my opinion. Yeah. It's that good. It's that All right. Good. What about your favorite sports team? Uh-oh. So this is where we're a house divided. I am a New England Patriots fan. Ooh, wrong. For so the record, wrong. I was a New England Patriots fan before Tom Brady, and I am still a Pats fan after Tom Brady. Although it's been harder for you. It has been. My family, my dad's side of the family is all from Boston, so I was raised That's a Patriots excuse. and Red Sox fan. It's That's not an excuse. excuse. It's a valid part of my oh, heritage, and it valid. unifies my family. It's lineage. It unifies my family. And we win a lot. It's the glue. So just because you're a Seattle sports fan and live in depression. Are you still winning a lot right now? Yes. Mac Jones has won all five of his away games. Okay. Yes, we're very good. I so, believe you. So what's your favorite sports team? I mean, I'm a, I'm a ride-or-die Seahawks fan. We Which, live in Washington. Yeah. I grew up here. It's it's standard. It Although also... I, I'm struggling right now. I will admit it. They're not doing well. Even now that Russ is back, still not doing great. So I don't know what the deal is. But, you know, we're just going to stand strong. Okay. It's, it's gonna, it's You'll gonna... see the light eventually, but that's okay. All right, what about your favorite TV show? What's giving you life right now? Because there's so many things to watch, but, like, what is the thing that, like, come on? We can be unified in our answer. This is hands down. Aside from maybe some nostalgic shows, this show has, like, impacted my life and given us so much joy. It's Ted Lasso. It's Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen it, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's, like, $5 a month to subscribe to this, whatever, the Apple subscription this show is just, it's so amazing. And the writing is phenomenal. And the characters, you just fall in love with every single one of them. And it like the messages in it are just yeah. so... If, if you like organizational psychology or you lead a team of any kind, this would or be... Or you like sports at all. Or you like, yeah, but, but specifically, if you like organizational psychology or leadership of any kind, you should watch this show and it could be a textbook on leadership. I it's want, incredible. I want to be Rebecca when I grow up. You, yeah. I see it. She is my, she's my favorite. British accent and all. I, I just, oh, go watch Ted Lasso if you haven't seen it. Yeah, oh, man. for sure. All right, let's get into the meat of today. Yeah. yeah. Let's go um, there. What, so these are questions that have been sent in and 
We want to know. What is the first tip that you give people who are starting their health journey? Like what's the, how do we start? Yeah. So any, anyone who comes in and does a consult with us, we tell them to do three things. Um, we tell them to start moving in a more than nothing way. So whatever nothing looks like for you right now, just do more than that. Yeah. Right. Um, and often they want to come and start in on the gym. And when they start in the gym, that's where we start them too. Yeah. It's really simple. When I even hear people make statements of like, all I can, literally all I can figure out how to do right now is go for a walk. Like, that's great. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Then second is we tell them to track everything that goes into their mouth mm-hmm. because so many of us subconsciously eat more than we realize. Oh, yeah. We have no idea. Yeah. And then the other side is most people are under eating vastly, right? Yeah. And then third is eat 800 grams of fruits and vegetables, focusing more on vegetables. That's about six cups. So move, track your food, eat more fruits and veggies is where I tell everyone yeah, to start. That's where we literally we start every single person. Every single person. And that's what you would say too, Britt? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, let's say now we've done that. And what would be the best way to really get our bodies moving beyond the 30-minute, 40-minute walk, mm-hmm. the, 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 the minimum that we're doing? How do we get into that? Yeah, so at you know the coaching paradigm we follow at Axios Wellness is we are huge believers in what is called functional fitness. We've talked about this a little bit. It is what CrossFit is based off of, you know, tend to, People tend to have a picture when they hear CrossFit of like tires. I'm going to be yeah, tires. I'm gonna flip tires and I'm going to throw barbells above my head and I'm going to do these weird um, butterfly pull-ups. pull-up things. And really that, yes, the, the extreme athletes, the top tier athletes in CrossFit do do those things. However... Oh, and you can do those things too. Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But functional fitness at its core is is taking... Um, everyday movements that are types of movements like squatting and reaching things above your head and being able to, you know, take something from the ground safely. They're, they're functional movements that you need to be able to have for the entirety of your life. Mm -hmm. So that is why we, we believe so strongly in that paradigm. So, so when we're working with someone, maybe they haven't worked out in years they can start with our programming right now because it's infinitely scalable. I think that's the beautiful thing about functional fitness is that it isn't this box that you have to fit into. And if you can't do those certain movements, then you can't work out. Yeah, It's 100% starting people with where they're at. So we have clients that come in with knee injuries, with shoulder injuries, with you know bad backs. And we're able to take the movements that we planned today for the workout and modify them so that they can actually do them sustainably in their workout. Yeah. Our job as coaches, and I think to, to put a ball on this question, our job as coaches is to help you find what you can consistently do. Yeah. And then that builds on top of that from there. Yeah. And as you, yeah, like Ed said, it builds, you know, as you start to get strong in one area, then it's, it's, you know, you're more able to add more things to that and grow your fitness in a way that you haven't ever been able to before. Yeah. But for the person who's for the best way to start working out again, do what you can consistently do yes. under hopefully the supervision of a coach. Yes. Yeah. And you talked about, you expanded upon that whole idea in an earlier episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did. We did. So yeah, go back. I think it's episode one or two that we talked about that in depth. So yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was come meet yourself episode two. Yeah, you yeah. got to go back and listen to those guys. Um, okay, what is your take on daily supplements? Like, how important is that? This is a good question. So, 
the goal is if if we're looking at a continuum of highly processed to minimally processed foods, the first goal is to move towards minimally processed foods because it's full of the supplements and or sorry, full of the micro and macronutrients that make up the supplements that most of us take. Yeah. Right. So we do not believe in fad supplements. No. We believe in understanding your body chemistry, your blood panels, where your body's at and making sure that you're supplementing under the supervision of a physician. Yes. Right. And it is highly likely the more you're eating minimally processed foods, so food that expires has an expiration date, mm -hmm. right? And a wide variety of those foods. So eating the rainbow when it comes to your vegetables, eating multiple different types of lean protein, your need for supplements is going to decrease. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's important to know, like Ed said, what your body needs. So if you're already eating, you know, relatively clean foods, a lot of plant-based foods. And by clean, we mean minimally processed. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're cooking a lot of your own meals and your your blood panel when you get um, that tested is still showing shortages in some areas. Like I am naturally prone to have low vitamin D. Um, we don't get a ton of sun in Washington. And so that is something that I have a supplement for that I take every day. So it's important to know what your body needs because supplements are not one size fit all. Yeah. So if you're taking a supplement because your friend took it and you feel better, that's not the right reason to take it. No. If you're taking it because you've worked with your physician to understand what your body is lacking and you're moving to a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, that's the right way to take supplements. Yeah. Well, you're talking about all of this lean eating and making sure that it's clean eating. So is it necessary to follow a paleo diet to be able to achieve that? It's a good question. And that is the, the diet paradigm that we follow because it's what works best for our bodies. But honestly, the thing, I'm, and it's so easy to get overwhelmed with this. There's so many different um, ways to eat and all the fad diets that come and go and morph into different things. And so it can get really overwhelming to feel like, well, what is the right thing versus, you know, something that isn't worth trying? Again, similar to the answer for working out, you want to, to follow a eating paradigm. We don't really like to word, use the word diet because diet culture is honestly just so harmful. But you want to choose a way of eating that is sustainable for you and your lifestyle. Over time. Over time. It's not going to feel sustainable at first at all. So choosing, again, knowing what is best for your body, what our bodies needed, um, you know, a couple of years ago was to go grain-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free. I happen to believe that's really beneficial for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But if that is really extreme for your lifestyle, then that is absolutely not the only way that you... And that's what paleo is, yes. grain-free, dairy-free, dairy refined, refined sugar-free. Sugar yes. The yep. best here, here's the best way to sum up. Um, CrossFit has this view on nutrition, it's, and it's eat um, fruits and vegetables, meat, nuts and seeds, some starch, little sugar, mm -hmm. right? So when it comes to, or sorry, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. Yeah. There it is. So making sure that you're eating lean protein, you're eating minimally processed foods. Whatever paradigm you want to fit that under is great, mm -hmm. right? If that's Mediterranean, if that is keto, if that like whatever that is, right? But realize we're looking for something that I can sustainably do over time. Yeah. Right. And there's times when it's really important for you to do something like an elimination diet to heal your gut. 
Um, we talk about that in some of the other episodes, but again, it's knowing what your body needs and what is something you can consistently do right now. Yep, exactly. Well, that's great because I think some people, that was a great answer. Some people have misconceptions on, on that they're not going to be able to truly ever get there unless mm-hmm. they do something that drastic. They would, that drastic or yeah. that they would seem extreme. Um, what are other great uh, misconceptions? What like is the greatest misconception about health that you guys have come across? It might be different for each of you, but what, what would that be? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say for me that weight is the primary indicator of health. That that's, that's the misconception. That's the misconception. That's such a big one. I think so. Here's an example for me. Um, we talked about this in our yep. metrics of success episode. Yeah, and the throw away the scale. And the yeah, that Wait, is that's the, the metric. Same yeah, yeah. Same episode episode. six. Yeah, episode six. Throw away the scale. I went into my doctor training to do a half Ironman, mm-hmm. and at around twenty percent body fat, a little bit under, mm-hmm. and I was still clinically obese. According to the metrics there. I just still can't get right? that. Like we know severely skinny people who are unhealthy. Yep. And we know obese people who are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Right? So somewhere in the continuum of metrics, your weight does play a role. Absolutely. Right? But it is not the dominant and primary metric of success. No. Because what we talked about, and it's so important that you go back and listen to this episode, episode six is we will make ourselves unhealthy in other areas of our life and specifically even in our health mm-hmm. to make sure that scale hits some arbitrary number, right? Yeah. Even if it's not affecting your physical health, it's yeah. affecting your mental health. Well, because like this was the interesting thing. According to the height weight chart at my doctor's office, I'm supposed to weigh about 160 to 170 pounds. That does not live within how I define healthy for me. I would be so weak. Now, yeah. probably to get You'd that have low, like no muscle I'd mass. have no muscle mass. In order to get that low, I'd have high endurance because I'd have to do endurance type sports to get that low, mm-hmm. right? But I would give up all my muscle mass. And for me, we have great friends that are marathon runners and yeah. strength is not necessarily their dominant way of defining health, mm-hmm. right? Great for them. They found what that is for them yeah. and they are healthy within those parameters, right? But for me, that's not how I define health. Mm-hmm. So what does health look like for you? And then put weight in the right perspective within that overall perspective of health yeah but it shouldn't be the primary driver no it's it's a byproduct yeah healthy weight comes from whole health well and also people who are smaller who fit in those paradigms but aren't healthy Mm -hmm. then they they never get on the on the um spectrum of yeah they don't even necessarily think about their health Mm -hmm. yeah are there any other misconceptions that you might think of that are that deal with health that you've come across Gosh. What about diet? You talked a little bit about diet culture. So let's not talk about this with, with in reference to weight, but you yep. talked about diet culture. Yeah, I think... And the fads. Keto. Yeah. Oh and, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I could talk for a long time about this because it gets me riled up. I mean, we fell into the trap of diet culture for so many years, and I've watched family members fall into this and friends, and it's just everywhere you look, um, it feels like. But the misconception there is that there's going to be this secret. Oh, you finally, this book finally shows you the secret ingredient for success in all of your health frustrations. And it's, it's just honestly, excuse my language, it's bullshit. It's just not true. And there isn't, I think we're all, I find myself still doing this now. It's like, oh, maybe I'm just missing this, you know, magic ingredient. And it's not. 
the hack to the success that you want, we talk about this in, I think, episode, gosh, I think episode five. Yeah. But it's consistency. And the the reality is you can follow, you know, a million different diet paradigms and you'll likely see some success. But at the end of the day, diet culture is going to keep you in a hamster wheel mm-hmm. because it just continues to turn you over and over again. You make a little success and then inevitably it's not sustainable because you don't know how to keep it sustainable. Mm-hmm. And then you go backwards and then you're in the hamster wheel again. Yeah. I, I Again, I, I want to come back. If the reason why I am choosing a solution for my health is out of my current frustration, mm-hmm. I feel bad about the weight. I hate how I look in the mirror, whatever that is, right? If the reason I'm setting that goal is out of that frustration, I will inevitably pick a short-term solution to a long-term problem, Yeah. right? But what we want and what we believe so strongly is when we set goals out of a value of health, then we actually find sustainable solutions because we're playing the long game and not the short game. Yep. Like at the end of the day, you are more than your weight. You are more than your current frustration. You're a whole human. I think this is another misconception is your health is not just your physical health. Mm -mm. It is your mental, emotional, spiritual. You're a whole being. Yeah. So when we work with clients, we talk about your mental health, right? We talk about your emotional health, spiritual health, connection to some sort of larger calling and purpose in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And then your physical health. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what we've learned is your physical health is generally your outward representation of your mental, emotional, and spiritual health Mm -hmm. internally. So when I am displaying unhealth outside of my body, there's something off about internal components of my health. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we talk a lot about that in episode three on why we fail at our goals. Yeah, so exactly. So definitely encourage you to go back and listen yeah, to that. Yeah, that was really good. All right, so how can I get started again? I feel stuck and I don't even know which ste- steps to take. Like, how? what would you, this, is, this question came in and what would you say to that person? Yeah, man, I feel this question deeply, honestly. I mean, there have been so many times, even in the years since um, finding out about my autoimmune condition and making all these significant changes, there's been so many times where I feel like I'm having to restart just because I hit a plateau or I my body has a flare-up or, you know, whatever, a stressor. Um, and I just want to say, you know, if you feel this way, know that you're not alone in that. And to give yourself some grace. Yeah, shame's um, an isolator. Yeah. I think that's the thing it that, really is. like, as we're thinking about the next series of podcasts we're going to do, we're going to talk about mental health a lot. Like, yeah. we're going to talk about what happens in our mind. And well, why. yeah, and how what yeah. happens in your mind affects your body. body. But I think one of, the, one of the things that happens is we distort, right? Mm-hmm. And we think in all or nothing thinking. Yeah. So because I have been in this downward slide, I've put the weight back on. Or this has become dysfunctional in my life again. I will never, right? We use I will never. And then the response to I will never is I should. And mm-hmm. neither of those will get us out of where we feel, right? Yeah. So first, I think the big thing is you got to acknowledge shame. Got to acknowledge that I, I am not doing good right now. And, and, and then I think even bigger than that is ask for help. Yeah. Most of us will not be able to get ourselves out of that downward spiral without help. No. And I think that's what's interesting about shame is not only do you feel shame about the state that you found yourself in, but then also why you don't have the strength to get yourself out. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've succeeded before. Yes. I think that's a big one. Yeah. When you've lost the I've weight I've done this once, before. I should be yeah, able to, I should be able to do, do yeah. this again and figure this out. Yeah. So then, so you got to acknowledge the shame. You got to ask for help, right? And then I think, I feel so stuck. I don't even know which steps to take. I totally get it. 
the first the step to take is the first one. Yeah. And, and what's I, the next right thing? Yeah, what's the next right thing? And I so, ask myself that question often. Yeah, when I to feel stuck. to borrow Frozen Two. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, it's an epic song towards the end of the movie <laughs> when she resolves to Guys, take the next right step. It's such a dumb movie. It's not Stop a, it, Molly. Frozen 2 is such a good movie and it's so emotionally just like poignant. Dumb. It's not dumb. <laughs> I will fight you on this. The scene, okay, spoiler alert, but the scene when Elsa, quote unquote, dies... And Anna is in the cave and she's singing this song about doing the next right thing in the midst of her grief is so powerful. Okay, I will give you that moment. But come on. It's like they tried to redo the other songs. And- Stop it. No, they didn't. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're pe- um, we you're digress. Peaking, you're peaking the audio. Sorry. I'm could. sorry. I'm, I'm calming down. Okay. All right, but so I'm stuck. You got, what's the next thing? And, and, I, and this is something I don't want to go too much into the next season, but... I think acknowledging you may not be able to see the next right thing, yeah. which is why you have to have help. Yes. That's good. Right? Yeah. So my, I think it's important to realize when I'm in all or nothing thinking, I feel stuck. I, I'm struggling with shame. I feel guilt. My take on reality, though it feels so real, mm-hmm. is not reality. It's not. So you have to borrow someone else. Someone, this is something we say often. You have to borrow someone else's faith. Yep. And you have to borrow someone else's perspective. Yeah. So that's why a coach is so important. Or community, like a gym, something like that, where you can, your job is to get yourself to that person Mm -hmm. and then allow them to instill you with faith. And by the way, faith and belief that things can change is built on consistency. It's incredible. We have people come to us and they're like, I don't think I can overcome this. And then they start putting in the work every day and then they put in work over weeks and they have accountability and they put it in over months and over a quarter. And before you know it, we're not even talking about the thing that they felt so stuck in because they just believe in themselves now. Because they've consistently been doing the work. Yeah. So start with what you can consistently do. And for most of us in that shame and guilt spiral, it's asking for help. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because asking for help usually ends up meaning it's going to cost me financially. Yeah. Yeah. And this next question came in and I think this comes from that. A lot of people stop themselves because they don't see themselves paying the money. And the question is, how do you justify spending so much money on health-related things? So this... This is how I want to ask that question. I, I think I think the word justifies misplaced mm-hmm. because pers- I think perspective is really important. We were talking to our coach, Ronnie, our like mindset and everything, business coach, Ronnie, yesterday. And we were talking about how we're learning to charge people appropriately for the services we provide. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, he brought up an interesting question. He goes, with what you know now about your health and how much you knew I charged when you asked the question the first time. That feels like pennies on the dollar compared to the quality of life that you have now, mm-hmm. right? Well, and how much And how changed. much we've changed. I think the thing we need to realize is our health is like that. Mm-hmm. We don't realize how much our health is worth until we don't have it. Yeah. Right? So this is what we tell clients. We take it for granted. Yeah, this is what we tell clients. We live with two, two faulty assumptions. I have tomorrow to start this journey. Mm-hmm. I will start getting healthy when I have X, right? Those Money, time. No, no. no so the first one is we assume we have tomorrow, right? I will start when right. tomorrow comes and I have the money or the resources. It's always, yeah, there's yeah. a thing that you're waiting for to come. And then the second misconception is it's not costing me that much right now. Mm. And those are by two. By not doing it. By not doing it. Yeah. These are two faulty premises. We don't know if we have tomorrow, right? 
And we also don't know how much it's costing us. We know mid-20-year-olds who are pre-diabetic or diabetic. Yeah. Like type 2. Like lifestyle-induced diabetes. Which they wouldn't have known yeah. had they not gone in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then it would have been. And then it would have been. Yep. So what? what am I – so two faulty assumptions. I can wait and it's not costing me anything right now. Mm-hmm. So this is the phrase we use and it's blunt. But we can pay working with a coach and a nutritionist now to get healthy – or we can pay in medical bills and medication later. Yeah. Like, I read a stat the other day. By 2050, I think it is, there'll be 150 diabetics, 150 million diabetics in America, which means you will be unable to go to the emergency room for a broken leg. Because so many diabetic emergencies will be happening. So you will have to sit in the emergency room. And wait for things that would get you priority care now. So, like, statistically, we know how this path ends. Yeah. I either put in the work on my health now or I pay in medication and hospital bills later. Well, I saw now that um, Alzheimer's is being classified as type 2 diabetes. Yeah, type 3 diabetes is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a direct, no longer causation, but correlation between people with early life diabetes and lack of heart health and Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. So... We are living with the assumption that I have tomorrow to deal with it and it's not costing me now. So how do I justify it? Well, I'm going to pay later. Yeah, respectfully, you can't afford to not justify it mm-hmm. because you will end up paying not only in higher expenses later of things that you do not want to be paying like medical bills, but you also be paying in quality of life mm-hmm. and doing not being able to do things with your family and your friends. And your grandchildren. And your grandchildren yeah. because you are just overcome with sickness yep so that's really good Thank okay you. you're welcome we're not going to redo this one <laughs> yeah. no, awesome. what is the biggest lesson about health that you guys have learned personally like we like let's go behind the veil here mm-hmm. and let's get in and like you know i want to see tears i want to see emotion <laughs> see emotion what is the biggest lesson about health that you have learned personally Hmm. Man, I feel like I've had to. I've learned so many hard lessons over the last few years. Yeah, I I think I I I think the thing for me is that it ended up costing it it didn't cost what I thought it would. What do you and mean? And I I'm I'm making that up as I go along. So give me a second. <laughs> I, this is uh-oh. a hard question uh-oh. to answer. We're out of curated end. Yeah, we're uh-oh. out of curated end. This is Wildman Free Ed. <laughs> no, free ball, free ball. Yeah, I know. But what I feel, I what I feel, I think what I thought it would cost is like a few of my favorite foods, which like it has, right? Or what I called my favorite, but we found solutions for that, except for popcorn, RIP. RIP. Popcorn. Um, I think I knew it would cost me like my time, you know, stuff like that to work out, prepare food. What it cost me though that I didn't realize is mindsets and beliefs that I had been holding on to that made me really comfortable for a very long time. Hmm. Like the lack of accountability living with the assumption that I would be obese and struggle with my health for the rest of my life. I did not realize how comfortable that made me because there was no accountability to how I ate or behaved. Right? Hmm. So then you start dealing with the fact that like, shoot, I can actually change. Like I'm no longer obese and comfort eating 
and struggling with addiction around food anymore, right? Well, then where are the other areas in my life that I do that? Yeah. So I think what it cost me was the stuff that made me feel safe and comfortable, which we talk about in um, paying the cost. But it's like, I, I think most of us assume that the cost that we will pay are the behaviors, right, that have led to our frustration. Yeah. And we don't realize that every one of those behaviors is triggered by a mindset and a belief about ourselves that keeps us feeling safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cost. And and along the way, it has cost us friends. It's cost us tough conversations with our family. Mm-hmm. It's cost us... A lot of comforts. A lot of comforts. It's changed where we see ourselves living in the future. I mean, it's literally right? changed how we do our everything about our day-to-day life. Yeah, it's changed me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, it's... In, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's not even about, like, the. I think the lesson is that you cannot tackle your physical health in a sustainable and longevity-focused way without completely changing who you know yourself to be. Yeah. And so what started in the gym... Well, it's meeting yourself in a way you never have before. Yeah. So what started in the kitchen in the gym has now overtaken our entire life. Yeah. Because we would not have been able to sustain our commitment to health without dealing with all those other things that were going on in our life. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like my answer to this question is kind of tied into that. Just in a different way. I'm glad I went first then. Yeah. I kind of wanted to steal your answer for a second. But as I was thinking about it, I, you know, I think, to be honest, when I first got connected with my functional medicine doctor and found out about my, you know, Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid autoimmune condition, um, and had to make these significant, drastic life changes, it felt like a sentence to me. It felt like this lifelong great i'm gonna felt like a punishment yeah i we almost like it was easy for us sorry to steal your answer but for one second i remember feeling like we were being punished for how poorly we had eaten and our lack of movement up until that point it literally felt like oh okay this is all catching up to me now yeah literally i deserve all of this because i knew i should have fixed this years ago figured this out a long time ago And I stayed in that mindset for a long time. But I think what's interesting is over the last, I feel like over the last year and a half specifically, our, I feel like my personally, my perspective has started to change where I, even recently I've started saying to you, which I would have never said this before, like we'll be doing a a hard workout and, and I'll actually let myself like feel that that was actually kind of fun Yeah, because it's something that I'm capable of doing now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that is the biggest lesson learned for me is that maybe if you're, you're in a position like I was um, and you're fighting through a diagnosis or you're wrestling with kind of just feeling like, well, if I make these health changes I know I didn't make, it feels like this sentence, right? Like this, I have to sacrifice all these things. I just want to tell you there is so much life on the other side of that choice that you can't even begin to understand right now. There are so many things that at the time felt like these deal breaker sacrifices that I had to give up, foods I loved, traditions, things, simple things like going out to a movie and getting popcorn and, you know, feeling so gross afterwards and so Mm. dumb. But I mourned those things. I still do. Yeah, sometimes I still do. You know, for Halloween next year, we should just put gravestones up for all the food we can't eat anymore. (laughs) Here lies popcorn. Here lies popcorn. 
Here lies Diet Pepsi. No, but for real, I feel like that has the, been the, one of the biggest lessons for me is that if you feel like you are having to give up so much and having to sacrifice so much, I can promise you, if you stop resisting that process and lean into things that, that maybe you just haven't ever leaned into before, like for me, it was cooking. Um, that felt like a sentence to me at first. All of a sudden I had to cook all of my own meals and now it's such a significant part of my world and it's actually something that brings me joy. Yeah, so much so you're starting to teach other people how to do it. Yeah, and the fact that I can share that now and help people, that's what I mean is there's so much life on the other side of your choice to not resist those changes anymore. And it's just in a way that you just can't even begin to understand until you've you've let yourself experience that well that's beautiful and that's kind of a way to live life right yeah and that's kind of what you guys do at axios Mm -hmm. is that you're it's a it's not just about it's the it's the life on the other side of these choices yeah Mm -hmm. that that make you come meet yourself so as we close today and i really like all of of what you guys just shared so you guys talked about like a biggest lesson that you learned what what would be like your number one goal like i'm just interested like what's your number one goal for your clients like when you're what drives your passion to even do this yeah yeah i i think it's what we just outlined Mm -hmm. i think it's encouraging people to realize that they're capable of so much more than they think they are yeah and it's really it's meeting meeting themselves and what we mean by that and really this whole season of the podcast has been what we mean by that but Mm -hmm. as a quick synopsis is We are all so much more capable of contribution and legacy and impact than Mm -hmm. we think we are. And we settle for these comfortable versions of ourselves because it's repeatable and it's portable and we know what to expect of ourselves and people know what to expect of us, right? Even if we don't like it. No. It's still comfortable. It's still comfortable. And we we stop and we're big on contribution. Like Mm -hmm. we're big on... We were put here on this earth to add value back to the human family and to Mm -hmm. leave the world in a better place than we found it. Mm -hmm. And when I fall into the rut of accepting a comfortable version of myself, I limit the contribution I can leave. Yeah. Right? So we want people to meet themselves. and, And we say this, and I say it often, and I like really mean it. We are passionate about helping people reach the outward limits of their potential. Yeah. Like it guides everything we do with our clients. Mm -hmm. So when we're working with someone on nutrition, yeah, like let's work on your food, but really let's meet yourself in the mindsets that led to this dependency on food, right? Like when we're in the gym and someone wants to tap out on a workout, like this has nothing to do with the workout. It has to do with we don't tap out on things we started. Mm -hmm. Like we may have to adjust. We may have to scale. We may need to take a breather, but we finish when the work is done. Right. Like and even when and the, the pride that that brings yeah. a client, like it's amazing to watch that actually happen. Of, yeah. Wow. I can persevere even when my body feels like it's breaking down simply because I'm willing to stay in it and trust someone to adapt that so that I can keep moving forward. Yeah. So I, we, we want to help people go into we jokingly call it the pancake. And get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and meet themselves. And not all that pain is physical. Sometimes it's mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yeah, I feel like right? most of the time it's mental, emotional, Yeah, spiritual. but we want you to go into the pain cave like the, the moment in Star Wars when Luke fights Luke, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to go in and stare at that thing and you come back out convinced that you're capable of more than you started, yeah. right? And that's what we want for our clients. Well, and then to watch – I think my favorite thing is to watch people experience that – 
in a physical realm when they're doing a workout and then to start to see them apply that 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 principle in so many other areas of their life where they start setting appropriate boundaries and they start having healthier conversations and being able to stay in situations that maybe they would have run from before because they've met themselves in a new way and they now have this this like new pride that kind of comes up inside of them like no this is this is actually who I am and this is what I'm worth and this is what I'm capable of yeah exactly so as we wrap up Couple of people say thank you too. Mm-hmm. Primary Mar- Molly for making us sound smart and yes. going on this journey with us. Big thank you to Molly. Big for, thank you to Molly for helping us sound smart. Yeah, <laughs> and then we could not do that. Could on not our do own. it on our own. People, so this is the story, and we have we have to like wrap this up in two minutes. But yes. here's the story: we recorded two episodes of this podcast by ourselves. <laughs> Molly's leaving the room because she's <laughs> laughing, and we sent it to Molly and Jay. And she Jay sends is Molly's us, husband. Yeah, Jay is yeah. Molly's husband. And they send us a text message saying, can we FaceTime you? And we're like, oh, no, oh, it's no. that bad. <laughs> and then we brought Molly in and she's helped us get better. So yeah. we're, and we are committed. We can't ask our clients to it's, meet that's themselves. That's what it was, babe. It was a ploy because she just wanted to hang out with us, us more. Yeah. There that you go. was it. But <laughs> she won. We can't, we can't ask our clients <laughs> to get uncomfortable and meet themselves and accept feedback and all mm-hmm. that and not do it ourselves. So yep. Here's proof that we're doing it ourselves, yes. right? So thank you to Molly. So thanks to Molly. And then second, thanks to all of you. Yeah. Thanks to everyone amazing. who's listened. Mm-hmm. And we really are passionate about this stuff. And we're so humbled that anyone would take a chance to listen. And then to hear some of the feedback that it's been impactful on people yeah. is a reminder of why we do what we do yeah. and why we feel, in essence, called to teach and help people solve problems. Well, like, and that's honestly, what we do. the conversations we've had and the topics we've tackled, I have felt convicted on more than one occasion. So the fact that people are coming back and listening to these episodes, this is it, this is hard stuff to implement. It's hard stuff to face. And so, yeah, thank you for letting us be a part of that and, and welcoming us into that part of your journey because that's a sacred space. That's yeah, not something we that we don't you, take that lightly. No, not at all. And, and to put a ring on this series, this is why we start Axios, is to help people meet themselves, to really go through the process of asking, have I met all that I can be and contribute? Mm-hmm. And then we want to help coach you to get there. Yeah. And so whether you're here in Washington, in Enumclaw, South End King County, and we can do it in person, we, I have a bi-weekly call with someone in Uganda right now yeah. that we're helping coach, Literally. right? So like we work you with- have a few clients. That yeah, are out, yeah, yeah out, of the, out of state. So we work with people in state, out of state, in person, not in person. We work with people on mindset stuff, and emotional health stuff, as well as physical stuff. Because, and nutrition. And nutrition, because mm-hmm. what is so important to us is that we help you meet the outward limits of your potential. Exactly. And so whatever that looks like for you, we want to help you get there. And hopefully this podcast is kind of a taste of what it could look like for us to help you do that. Thank you guys again so much for listening. We'll uh, see you next season. Hey friends, Brittany here. Thank you so much again for tuning into this episode, for being with us. If you've listened to all the episodes this season, special shout out to you. We seriously appreciate you guys so much and are honored that you would even invite us into your car or wherever you love to listen to podcasts. And we're so excited for the season to come that's going to launch in February. But if in if during any of these episodes you realize that you um, are at a stopping point in your health and you need some some help to figure out how to move forward, especially with the new year coming, 
If you finally want this coming year to be the year that you really take back control of your health, we would love to talk with you. We started Axios Wellness for that very reason and we're really passionate about helping people start exactly where they're at and how to set goals for their health that are actually sustainable. So you can find us at axioswellness.com. That's A-X-I-O-S wellness.com. And you can see, you can learn more about Ed and I, you can see our um, reviews from clients there. You can request a free consult. We would just love to hear from you. And we hope that you have the happiest of holidays and we will see you next year.